Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will discuss Unplanned, a movie hitting theaters on March 28th about the life of former abortion worker and current pro-life champion Abby Johnson and what this movie has to say about being pro-abundant life. So, Roland, uh, today, uh, the, the day of the release of this very podcast is actually the release date of a new film called Unplanned, mm-hmm. uh, which tells the story of uh, Abby Johnson, who was a former director of a Planned Parenthood abortion facility, who then has now, uh, to this day, become one of the, you know, the major voices in the pro-life movement and has started you know, several organizations that minister to, to folks who used to work in the abortion industry, et cetera, et cetera. So she's become just a, a stalwart uh, fixture in the pro-life movement yes. after you know, this start as, as actually she was once named the Director of the Year um, yeah. in, in Planned Parenthood. So just yeah. really an, an amazing story of transformation, yeah. right? Um, and so we, we had the opportunity to see, see the film uh, before it was released. Yes. And uh, just some really good stuff in there that I think will be really instructive for, for po- folks who um, want to just be encouraged um, and get some practical things that they can do to kind of turn their pro-life beliefs into pro-abundant life action, as we like to talk about here at CareNet. So I think one of the most important lessons, at least for me, that came out of the film was just this idea about how love can really trans- transform people, right? Because what you really see is this yeah. woman who was a director at a Planned Parenthood, but her parents and her husband and people f- who worked for the 40 Days for Life organization that would stand outside her clinic and pray for her and love her and, and just seek to understand her, um, those folks just were there. They were steadfast for years and years and years, just loving her and praying for her. Um, and when she kind of reached the decision point, yes, uh, we don't want to kind of make any spoilers necessarily, uh, but when she reached the decision point that kind of transformed her from you know pro-choice yeah. to pro-life, essentially, just to simplify it, um, it was the love and the prayers of all those people that made such an enormous difference in her life. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's so true. I think that it, it uh, really speaks to that relationships are key, yeah, you know, and why we want to make sure that we're having, um, uh, you know, conversations with folks on the other side, and particularly ones that are, you know, close to us to as much mm-hmm. as we can uh, about about these kinds of issues. But but all, but mainly just that we want to try to maintain, you know, uh, loving relationships. And I, and I think one of the the challenges I think that um, I think people have sometimes is, you know, if you don't think about love the right way, because our culture has sort of a view that love means acceptance, mm-hmm. uh, which is not really what love means at all. So mm-hmm. in other words, I can't have a relationship with this p- person because that means I'm accepting what they're doing. Or the person thinks, well, I can't have a relationship with you because you don't accept what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what love is. I mean, right. love, it, it does a couple of things. You know, one, love is it, essentially truth and compassion in balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll see that in the film. Like mm-hmm. compassion, which is sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, compassion is sort of this kindness and this patience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also truth. Mm-hmm. And I think it always inspires me when I think about love. If you, if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, mm-hmm. and it talks about all these things that love is not, mm-hmm. right? And then it talks about what love is. And it says love is patient and kind, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. is essentially compassion. And then it says it rejoices in truth. Mm-hmm. It rejoices in truth. And a lot of times when people think about love, they don't think about that, that mm-hmm. it rejoices in truth, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because... That's the hard, that's the hard part of love. Right, because yeah. c- compassion without truth mm-hmm. uh, is not love. It's just sentimentality. It, right? It's just sentimentality, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like be well and be fed. If right. you are compassionate, 
that means you're going to have to take action. Mm-hmm. Now, but what action should you take? Mm-hmm. Well, you should take action that is true, which mm-hmm. means you're going to have to speak the truth. Now, truth without compassion is harsh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we saw some of that mm-hmm. in actually in the film. And love is, you know, love is not a clanging symbol, right? It, exactly. That's that's the truth part that's without any kind of kindness or gentleness exactly. or patience, right? Exactly. So so that you, you see that, and I think that's really important. And, and really, when I have people who I think I'm, uh, are going to disagree with me on some issue, I always, particularly around these kind of issues, um, you know, social issues or those kind of things, I always first start and say, look, my, my goal is to love you. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, that's great. Well, But first, let me explain to you what love is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I explained in that it's compassion and truth in balance. And mm-hmm. I used the model mm-hmm. of Christ, how he, the woman at the well, mm-hmm. he loved her. Right. Compassion mm-hmm. with truth. The rich young ruler. He loved her. Compassion and truth. Mm-hmm. Right. She followed the rich young ruler, went away sad and probably mm-hmm. mad over time. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a really key thing. Yep. And the other thing is that, you know, one of the things that love does and you see this is that it separates one's doing from their being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really Key. That was key in this Abby Johnson that story. Was absolutely as well. key. Abs- absolutely yeah. key. Because you know what she was doing in her doing. Right. And yet, in her being, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. you know, she was loved. Right. And the model for that really is, is Christ. Mm, totally. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, while we were sinning in our doing, mm-hmm. he loved us in our being. Why? Because he saw what? We were made in his We were made image. in his image. Yeah. Right. And so being able to see folk on the other side or who disagree with you or have a different perspective about mm-hmm. things, looking for that and mm-hmm. seeing that. And I think that's one of the things that Christ had this amazing ability to do, mm-hmm. obviously, was right. that he, I always say it's like he wore these glasses. Right. That when he looked out into the world, he mm-hmm. separated doing from being. Right, right, like he, right, right. The thief on the cross, he, wears, he could separate doing from being, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what you have to do in order to love. You have to have the ability to separate someone's doing from their being. Yeah. That totally. kind of that yeah, kind of absolutely. thing. Yeah. So it it really is it, it yeah. really is it really is uh, really is key. Yeah. And so yeah, that was just a great great lesson to see um, played out in the in the story there. Um, that yeah, again contributed to the transformation she had. That the love, the real uh, love that the folks, her her parents, etc., had for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing that I thought was really you know important about the movie as well that I think can make it very a very effective tool is that um, it does a really good, and we've talked about this in, in recent podcasts and on our blog, uh, which is, you know, where, where pro-choice rhetoric essentially is right now, um, and it's no longer kind of focused on whether or not abortion takes a life, but focused on whether or not abortion is compassionate, right? Right. Um, and I think the, the, the film does a really good job of, t- of kind of showing how this compassion issue can play out in, in kind of the wrong way and the right way, right? And, and really, how, how, how is one to properly apportion their compassion, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, again, without giving too, away too many spoilers for folks who are, who are going to see the film, you know, Abby Johnson, you know, her, the character starts the film as a person who is giving her compassion essentially to, to women, right, who, you know, quote, need abortions in order to have freedom, opportunity, whatever else that, he, that she felt women needed, right? To kind of escape these unplanned pregnancies in, in a certain sense, right? And that's why the film is called Unplanned, right? Kind of a double entendre there, right? Um, so her compassion was for, for women. Uh, but by the end of the film, she was still compassionate, right? But her compassion now was, was now being apportioned differently yeah. and in, in a way that we would argue is a pro-abundant life way, right? Yeah. So she still had compassion for women, yes. but that compassion was, was different. But then she also, of course, had compassion for the unborn child yes. who 
whose abortions she had been participating in for years and years and years. Yeah, no, it really does. And, and as you know, I've talked about in other podcasts, it, it really is this framework I call compassion pairing. Mm-hmm. And in terms of how we, this is how we determine what we're going to care about. And yep. I have found in life, this is a truism mm-hmm. that I've seen. It, basically, when we Universal. just try to decide what we're going to care about, we use three variables power vulnerability and then compassion those three things power vulnerability and compassion and what we do is we ask ourselves a question who's the more powerful mm-hmm. who's the more vulnerable and then we apportion compassion towards the more vulnerable mm-hmm. right. that's how we do all the mm-hmm. time we just we do this we do it so quickly yep absolutely. we do it we do it so quickly um and it changes it changes uh it changes everything i remember a uh, perfect example is i remember some years ago i was driving along a highway um and there was a man walking in the middle of the street and uh, walking in the middle of kind of the street, the grassy knoll, and, and everyone's kind of going by him, and, and no one's really paying that much attention. And he swung around, and he had an infant. Mm. And then cars started to stop. Mm-hmm. And do you need help, sir? Do you need help? Right, and right, it was very right. interesting mm-hmm. because it was just him. Mm-hmm. No one did anything. But when he turned and they saw that he had a child, mm. what happened? Yeah. They saw the vulnerability. They of the saw child, the right? vulnerability of the child, and it caused them that the compassion parenting. Thing, it caused that to happen for them. They saw yeah. the vulnerability. I'm powerful because I'm in a car going 50 miles an hour. That's and right, the, and the baby's vulnerable. It, exactly, they do that. So, I, I think one of the things that you see in the film is you see this compassion mm-hmm. pairing. Now, one yeah. of the other things about compassion pairing, which is key, it only works when we're talking about people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> right. So, if you don't want someone to be compassionate mm-hmm. towards someone else what you do is you dehumanize them right right or you shift the dis- or you replace the person with something else with something else yeah. right so if it's a person versus a situation mm-hmm. and you say who's well you're always going to feel more more compassion for the person right not and that's the- absolutely what abby johnson did at the beginning of the film exactly. she pitted the woman against this really tough situation that she was facing if she were to have this baby right yes, exactly and then there was a point yeah when she actually saw the humanity of the child yes yep right yep. And yeah. said, who's the more powerful? Mm-hmm. Who's the more vulnerable? Right. And then she's apportioned. And then that's when she realized she had this crisis. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it was, it was pretty key in the, in the, in, in the movie mm-hmm. in terms of them not wanting the, the woman who's, who's going to have the abortion to actually see the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she'll start a compassion pairing. Yeah. Because yeah. before she sees the ultrasound, it's, quote, in her mind, she's like, it's not real. This isn't real. It's not a person. It's not it's mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you see the child, oh, then you go, who's the more powerful? Mm-hmm. I am. Who's mm-hmm. the more vulnerable? This child growing inside of me. Mm-hmm. Where should I apportion my uh, compassion? Mm-hmm. More compassion for the child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not more compassion for for, right. for the myself. situation or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And therefore, yeah. I can't have this abortion. Right, right, right. I think the other thing, too, that uh, uh, that's very effective in the movie is this whole notion around consumerism. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, again, not giving away much there, but it's mm-hmm. pretty clear mm-hmm. that selling abortions and the yes. way that the approach to that, yes. it's very, very Planned clear. Planned Parenthood was selling what they thought is a... Morally neutral, neutral consumer, consumer product, product that women want and need. Yep. And when that happens, all the things that you would think would happen with a morally neutral consumer product that women want and need. Mm-hmm. Quotas, you know. Yep. yep. Rewards given, rewards taken based uh, upon performance around numbers. Sure. and Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important thing really important thing to see and I think from my standpoint that's one of the things I think challenges me about the other side just call it what it is you Mm -hmm. know I years ago uh, over the years rather you know uh, you know whenever 
you know, someone from Planned Parenthood would, would testify before Congress and the issue would come up about abortion, they'd you know, instinctively say, well, only 3% of our uh, business is abortion. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the typical pro-life response to that is, well, no, it's actually not 3%. You're counting every one of these, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and all these metrics. And it's important to kind of point out, you yeah. know, uh, sort of what's happening there. But I think there's an even stronger uh, response to that, which would be, why are you saying only 3%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if it's a morally neutral consumer product that women want and need, why would you minimize how many you do? Mm-hmm. Right. It would be like the sign outside of McDonald's, instead of saying billions served, say, like, a few served. Yeah, a few served. We don't want to. We're not really. <laughs> let's, not, yeah. let's not talk this thing up too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to count every French fry, and then we're going to take, you know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you would. Well, yeah. either it's not more, either it's not a morally neutral right. something, or right. it's not a consumer product, or something that women should not want and need. Like right. one of those things, things one of those yeah. variables doesn't work. Otherwise, you'd be like, abortions are us. Right. You have a big sign up there. This is how many we've done. You want a good abortion. This is where you can go. There's no only three. N- none of that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be trying to hide it. You would right yeah. on the front of your annual report. This is how many we did. And oh, by the way, this is how many we're targeting for next year. Right. Because this is a morally neutral. And the other guys only did this many. And exactly. We're doing more than them. We do them better than they do. That's yeah. right. That's, that's right. We do. Yeah. You know that. So that's why, from my standpoint, yeah. you have an issue. So yeah. the movie does a really good job to yeah. kind of help Exposing people that. see that. Yeah. yeah. And again, you can be shocked by that, but yeah. you shouldn't be surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, because. They That's view it as a morally neutral consumer product that women want and need, and yep. they would act like anybody else who's doing it. Right, that. absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the long and short of it is we definitely encourage folks to go see the film. Now, it, it, it's, it is an R-rated film. There was yeah. some controversy around whether or not it should have been given an R rating. Um, I mean, just from my personal perspective as a father of two young boys, um, I would definitely would not take them to see it. Tell me how old your boys uh, are. My boys are nine. Well, my older one's nine. Obviously, the other one is only five, so clearly he wouldn't go see it even if it was PG-13. But... Um, but yeah, it, it, there's some very rough scenes in it. Um, I personally actually agree that it should have been rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, so I think it could be difficult for folks to watch, particularly folks who have been involved in abortions in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it it it's it's very real and it can be, I think, pretty graphic. Um, and so you definitely want to be ta- use caution when taking teenagers. I think. Yeah, but it's I think it's an important I think it's an important movie for. For folks to see, yeah, and I and in a lot of ways it's interesting because it, you know, it, you know, we we're talking to the folks that uh, were the producers and of the movie, and it's interesting because it, it really does expose another truism, which mm-hmm. is abortion is violence. Yes, and that's really why it got the rating, not because Absolutely. of any you know sexual stuff or right. shoot them yeah. up stuff or anything like that. Yeah. It really, it's right. because of that. Right, and it really exposes the fact mm-hmm. in a funny kind of way. Right, you know, uh, maybe there was a perspective that hey, we need to give it this because we really don't want people to see it because you know mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Right. Could, that could be a view, maybe mm-hmm. who knows. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, is that it actually exposes the fact that abortion uh, is violent. Yeah, there's yeah. a violence that's happening yeah. uh, against the child, and frankly, to some degree, there's even a violence that's happening against the woman, yeah. which obviously she's she's participating in Absolutely. in terms of, of yeah. you know, kind of going to the, for that. Yeah. But, yeah. but you have to have to do that. So yeah, yeah, I, it 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 definitely. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there, the opening scenes are uh, mm-hmm. some of the opening scenes are, are a bit jarring, mm-hmm. but I think from but yeah. it's. Yeah. It's, it's from my standpoint, if you really want to see what this is about, right. it's yeah. kind of a must-see yeah. kind of a thing. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it, yeah. It'll, it'll go a long way in kind of helping folks kind of understand what's going on there. And, uh, and again, just tell, frankly, just a great story of someone whose life yeah. was transformed yeah. by, by love um, yes. and truth. So That's right. 
So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely worth worth seeing. Absolutely, the the transforming power of love. Yeah, and the need for relationships, sustained relationships mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, uh, even when they're doing things that we uh, disagree with. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll just say this last point. They did not compromise their values mm-hmm. in loving her. Right, right. Absolutely. Right? And, yeah, th- and that's yeah. a really interesting that's an, thing. That's an important point. You know, they didn't compromise their values. They were clear on their values. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were clear about the truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they separated her doing from her, her being, and they loved her, mm-hmm. which meant they shared the truth with compassion. In fact, they rejoiced in truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, obviously, when she made the transition out, yeah. uh, they Amen. were rejoicing in a big yeah. way. Definitely. So. Very good. All right. So, yeah, unplanned, March 28th, which is actually— Planned to go? Yes, planned. Don't to... be unplanned to go. Because <laughs> yeah, right. you, un... you won't go. Yeah, then you won't go at all. Yeah, no. so you need to go. It's today, actually, the release yeah. date of this podcast, March 28th. Yes. 2019 is the release date of the film, so plan on going. To see unplanned. To see unplanned. Yeah, we're okay. gonna con- we're gonna confuse people. Yeah, we, yeah. just go, but <laughs> just go see the movie. Yeah, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, great, thank Bye. you. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about unplanned and why it is important to the pro life movement. In next week's episode, Rollin and I will discuss the pro choice perspective as reflected in a recent debate with abortionist Willie Parker that abortion is compassionate, and how we as pro abundant life people can respond.